Reach for the sky, it's the Medicare for the Lazy Man podcast. A podcast that chooses wall-to-wall carpeting every time. He tried to learn to speak Braille, Medicare expert, Doug Jones. Well, hello, 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 ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another exceptional episode of the Medicare for the Lazy Man podcast. As Drew McMillan, my Canadian nephew, just told you, I am Doug Jones, your Medicare expert, and I am very happy to have you here. Thank you so much for joining us. It is an exceptionally warm, sunny day in Arizona, and it occurred to me that every time I talk about the weather in Arizona, first of all, 90% of the time, it's warm and sunny. Uh, Secondly, it occurs to me that people maybe don't understand that I am a licensed insurance professional, and I'm licensed in every state in the union. So if you're approaching Medicare and you want some advice or you want to buy Medicare supplement insurance or a drug plan, I'm your guy no matter where you live. So never forget that. Just because I talk about Arizona doesn't mean that I'm limited. My business op- my business uh, operations are actually nationwide. So anyway, thank you once again for joining us. We are here to help people feel comfortable about that approaching transition the transition from Obamacare to Medicare. And we want to uh, make people understand that Medicare doesn't have to be the big scary ogre that it often is made out to be. One way to learn for yourself that Medicare is not a scary situation is to buy my book. You can buy it on Amazon.com. It comes in one of four formats, Kindle, Audible, hardcover, paperback, And uh, the prices are very, very reasonable. Once you buy one of my books on Amazon, once you have read it, because it's a pretty darn short read, uh, then you will become as expert at Medicare as almost everybody else in the United States. So that's something to aspire to. If uh, you need something else, uh, another fact for your obituary, Uh, You want to be able to say, well, I've accomplished this and I climbed Mount Everest and I've uh, swum, I swam the um, English Channel and I am a bona fide Medicare expert. Uh, They're not going to be asking you after you're dead how you acquired this expertise, but just between you and me, you can acquire that level of expertise by reading Medicare for the Lazy Man. And the 2022 edition is the one that's currently out. So, I would say grab one of my books, learn about Medicare so that you understand the uh, the proper choices that are going to have to be made. And then after that, you'll be able to go out and do those other things that are going to look good on your res- on your uh, obituary, like swim the English Channel or climb Mount Everest. So anyway, uh, what we often do every other episode or so is uh, we play our 30-second radio spot, which explains more eloquently than I ever could what we're doing here and why we're here. So I'm going to clam up now, and hopefully that spot will play, and then I'll be back.
Medicare is complicated. Medicare can be confusing. Medicare is no fun to study. Will you know what decisions to make when Medicare time arrives for you? My name is Doug Jones, and I wrote a book to help you figure it all out. Medicare for the Lazy Man. It's on sale at Amazon and BarnesandNoble.com. Also, you can download and listen to my podcast, Medicare for the Lazy Man, wherever fine podcasts are given away free of charge. Medicare for the Lazy Man, simplest and easiest guide ever. Excellent. It's always great to hear that. We created that years ago and uh, played it on several radio stations around the country. And it, it brought in a smaller number of new clients than I expected it to. So now we just play it for you, our loyal podcasting audience. And when I say we, I'm including my uh, podcast engineer and uh, program engineer or program. Eh. Anyway, uh, Randy Carson, he will tell us what he is. As soon as he speaks up, speak up, Randy, speak, speak. I am just about everything you want. I'm a jack of all trades and a master of none, as they oh, used to say. Close enough. That's that's all we really need. We don't need expertise. We need um, somebody that gets close enough, and that's all we need. We need somebody that gets the job done. That's all we need. Well, you've always been good at that, so no complaints from me. I have been sitting at a uh, webinar in in my house, staring out the window at beautiful Arizona. And this today was the third day. I have to uh, tell you that I'm really tired. I'm tired of holding my eyelids open at six o'clock in the morning. I'm tired of being on their camera, pretending to be interested. And it's just, uh, it's draining. So it's... Uh, Theoretically, I'm an expert at something new now, but I don't know. We'll find out if that's true or not. So that's where I've been. And if you see me um, drooping, if you see my eyes closing, uh, please please wake me up. Let's not uh, shame ourselves in front of the audience, shall we? Doug, Doug, you're sleeping right yeah. in the middle of a podcast. Doggone it. I haven't prepared like you have. Uh, you've got those magnificent glasses with the bloodshot eyeballs painted on I, the lenses. I know. And I know. You, you acquired those because you knew that Medicare was a subject that wasn't going to be that exciting for you. And I can understand that it's not an exciting subject for everyone unless you're facing Medicare. So that is, uh, that is when it becomes important. That's the, the only time I know of when the word Medicare can keep one interested and awake is if they're facing Medicare and having to deal with it. Well, what they well, you need, know what I did, what, you know yeah, what I you, did, right? You got me. <laughs> I, 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 well, yeah, I do. And that's a great thing. Um, when, but when I turned 812 uh -huh. Medicare age, I said, Margaret, Yep. I yep. don't want to deal with this, please. So she took it over and just by pure coincidence and a lot of and a lot of good research on her part, we pretty much bought what you would have sold us had we Absolutely. known you at the time. Absolutely. And uh that was a pleasant surprise for me because um to to know that other people are independently coming to the same rationalization and conclusion as I am is a confirmation that I'm right. And uh, that's the right way to go. Um, when I started contemplating Medicare, Mary, who is a few months older than I am, actually was the first one to, to uh, cross the great divide. And I said, well, what are you going to do? And she said, well, how would I know you're the insurance expert? 
So that kind of forced me to uh, learn about Medicare before I was ready to. So I was thrown into the vat and I came out, I think, with the right conclusions, the right um, choices. We both signed up for the high deductible uh the uh, high deductible Medicare supplement plan that was available, which was back then it was high deductible plan F. And um, we have never regretted that choice. We've each had excellent years where barely any medical expenses have occurred. And we've each had a couple of years where uh, surgery and, you know, hospital stays have been required. And, and so either way it went, the high deductible plan, was the plan that we have been happiest with. And so we picked correctly from the beginning. It's been a bunch of years since then, and we're still pleased with that decision because every month we are able to take a fistful of uh, greenbacks and shove them into our uh, underwear drawer. Well, she uses her underwear drawer. I put them under our mattress, my savings. It's the difference between the full-blown plan that pays everything, which is a higher monthly premium, and the high deductible plan, which allows us to pay a much smaller premium. But when a doctor's bill comes in, we get to pay part of that. Uh, so it's kind of a pay-as-you-go plan. Uh, Medicare pays 80% of medical expenses, outpatient anyway, and uh, we then have 20% left. But the nice thing about it is that that 20%, when reduced by Medicare, the doctor bills maybe $200 because that's what he'd like to have. And uh, the actual bill, Medicare says, you're only allowed to charge $75. So that's the bill that gets paid by Medicare. And 20% of that $75 is what we have to pay. And that makes it a really nice deal because we have saved over maybe $120 in in a given month, and yet um, our portion of a doctor's bill is going to be just a few dollars. So it's it was a wise decision. Never have regretted it. Never have looked back. And it's the advice that I give all of my uh, clients. Now, we had a conversation, uh, Mary and I did, uh, yesterday and uh, she's got an old friend from high school that she doesn't talk to very much they don't live that far away from us in illinois but it's far enough that they have separate lives and she and mary connect uh, by telephone maybe a couple of times a year if that maybe once a year and um, so when she called that friend called mary answered the phone and i heard her uh, and i heard her go really oh no kidding really wow interesting you would say that and what she said was, when Mary picked up the phone, the first thing this woman said was, don't ever buy a Medicare Advantage plan. Now, she had no idea what I do for a living. I don't think Mary's ever told her that I sell uh, Medicare insurance and that I would have echoed that. If she had asked my opinion, I would have said, don't ever buy a Medicare Advantage plan. This woman had some medical problems, had to go in for surgery. And then had to go to a nursing home for recuperation, I guess, uh, you know, to make sure that she uh, could walk properly and everything else. And she has a Medicare Advantage plan. Now, she was very disappointed and irritated. Randy's shaking his head. He's going to have whiplash if he doesn't cut it out. We all agree, Randy. We know. <laughs> anyway, so this woman, um, first of all, said if I have to go uh, for rehab, 
to a, a nursing home, then here's the one I want to go to. And they said, well, you can't go to that one because they don't accept payment from any Medicare Advantage plans. So you've got to go to this other nursing home, which is uh, not quite as plush, not quite as nice. And so she said, well, all right, but, you know, I probably won't need to be there too awful long. And so when she got in there, they said, well, we would like to keep you. And I can't remember what it was exactly. It was like two weeks. And the Medicare Advantage plan stepped in and they said, nope, we're not paying for that long. So uh, you're going to get her fixed up so we can get her out of here before we acquire any, uh, before we uh, rack up any significant debt. And so that's what she did. She's been arguing with the Medicare Advantage plan about her length of stay. And it has been, I think, uh, trying for her. You shouldn't have to do that when you've just come out of surgery and when you're recuperating from uh, severe medical treatment. So I thought it was interesting because Mary had that conversation with her friend, wherein the friend was actually being ejected from a nursing home because of her uh, her crappy Medicare Advantage plan. And then I ran across an article that, <laughs> that pretty much supports the same thing. And the title of this article is Nursing Home Surprise. Advantage plans may shorten stays to less time than Medicare would cover. Now, you know that when you have an Advantage plan, you've given up Medicare. You don't have the same Medicare rights and guarantees because you have signed an agreement to give up Medicare and to let a private insurance company handle all of your care. That's what managed care is. All Medicare Advantage plans are managed care because they will manage your care. Normally, we like to think that we manage our care or our doctors have a, a lot of input into the management of our medical care. But with the uh, Medicare Advantage plan, that's called managed care because the plan, the actuaries, the accountants, and the um, in enforcers at the Medicare Advantage plans are the ones who manage your care. So here's a story about a woman who uh, spent 11 days in a St. Paul, Minnesota skilled nursing facility recuperating from a fall. She's 97 years old. And she was told by her insurer that she should return home. But instead of being relieved about returning home, she and her daughter were worried because her medical team, her doctors, said that she wasn't well enough to leave. This seems unethical, the doctor said. Uh, she feared what would happen if the Medicare Advantage plan, run by uh, United Healthcare, ended coverage for her mother's nursing home care. The facility gave her a choice, pay several thousand dollars to stay, appeal the company's decision, or go home. Well, healthcare providers, nursing home representatives, and advocates for residents say that Medicare Advantage plans are increasingly ending members' coverage for nursing homes and rehabilitation services before patients are healthy enough to go home. And that's what Mary's friend encountered. Half of the nearly 65 million people with Medicare are enrolled in these uh, Medicare Advantage plans. They're alternatives to traditional Medicare. And the plans are supposed to cover, at a minimum, the same benefits as traditional Medicare, including up to 100 days of skilled nursing home care each year. 
Now, in reality, folks, um, they don't have to cover exactly the same benefits. They have to be actuarially equivalent. So they have to offer to pay, spend as much money on their clients as uh, Medicare would, but it doesn't have to be spent in the same areas as uh, Medicare would have done. If uh, she had had Medicare and a Medicare supplement, she would not have had the same treatment being thrown out of a uh, nursing home. So anyway, the private plans have leeway when deciding how much nursing home care a patient needs. In traditional Medicare, the medical professionals at the facility decide when someone is safe to go home. In Medicare Advantage, the plan decides. So a uh, person who is a vice president of uh, programs at uh, you know some kind of weird Connecticut um, association uh, said that people are going to the nursing home and then very quickly getting a denial and then told to appeal, which adds to their stress when they're already trying to recuperate. The federal government pays Medicare Advantage plans a monthly amount for each enrollee, regardless of how much care that person needs. This raises the potential incentive for insurers to deny access to services and payments uh, in an attempt to increase profits. Now, I want everybody in this audience to know that I don't dislike profits. I do not begrudge the opportunity for a company to make a profit if they do it in an honest and forthright way. I will say that I do not like it when managed care means that somebody's health treatment is managed by people who are not medical professionals and who don't have the uh, medical condition of the client's best interest at heart. But I digress. Let's go back to the article. The Federal Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services recently signaled its interest in cracking down on unwarranted denials of members' coverage, but they couldn't figure out how to do it. In August, it asked for public feedback on how to prevent Advantage plans from limiting access to the medically necessary care. I'll tell you right now, this is the Federal Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services. They are not really bright enough to figure out how to spell their own acronym. Everything in the government has acronyms, so they selected the acronym CMS, completely forgetting their two M's in their name. So they can't even spell their own acronym correctly. How are they going to figure out how to solve the problem of people being thrown out of nursing homes before they're healed? The limits on nursing home coverage come after several decades of efforts by insurers to reduce hospitalizations. And these are initiatives designed to help drive down the costs and reduce the risk of infections. Uh, some woman named Charlene, who is a professor emerita, I never heard of that. I thought everybody that's retired was an, a professor emeritus, but apparently the female version of that is emerita, and she demands. I'm I'm sorry that she doesn't have her pronouns here. Uh, anyway, uh, she's at uh, UC San Francisco School of Nursing. She's an expert on nursing home reimbursements and regulation. She says that nursing homes have an incentive to extend a patient's stays. Uh, length of stay and occupancy are the main predictor of profitability, so they want to keep people as long as possible. Many facilities still have empty beds, a lingering effect of the Wuhan flu. When to leave a nursing home is a complicated decision because you have two groups that have reverse incentives. People are probably better off at home 
if they are healthy enough and have family members or other sources of support and secure housing. The resident ought to have some say about it. Uh, a vice president for a uh, health care association, which represents nursing homes, says her group has significant concerns about large advantage plans cutting off coverage. The health plan can determine how long somebody in a nursing home typically without laying uh, or how long somebody can stay in a nursing home without even laying eyes on the person. The problem has become more widespread and more frequent. Um, as Medicare Advantage enrollment has spiked in recent years, this person said that disagreements between insurers and nursing homes, medical teams have increased. In addition, he said, insurers have hired companies such as Tennessee-based NaviHealth that use data about other patients to help predict how much care an individual needs in a skilled nursing facility based on their health condition. Those calculations can conflict with what medical teams recommend, he said. United Healthcare, which is the largest provider of Medicare Advantage plans, bought Nava Health in 2020. Well, I see a conflict of interest right there. Uh, Sumner said nursing homes are feeling the impact since the advent of these companies. We've seen shorter lengths of stays. In a recent news release, Nava Health says its predictive technology helps patients enjoy more days at home and healthcare providers and health plans can significantly reduce costs. United Healthcare spokesperson Heather Sewell would not explain why the company limited coverage for the members mentioned in this article, but in a statement, she said such decisions are based on Medicare's criteria for medically necessary care and involve a review of members' medical records and clinical conditions. If members disagree, they can appeal. When the patient no longer meets the criteria for coverage in a skilled nursing facility, that does not mean the member no longer requires care. That is why our care coordinators proactively engage with members, caregivers, and providers to help guide them through individualized care focused on a member's unique needs. Now, this woman named Maynard was in a nursing home recovering from a hip replacement in December when her Medicare Advantage plan notified her that it was ending coverage for the nursing home. Her doctors disagreed with the decision. If I stayed, I would have to pay, Maynard said, or I could go home and not worry about a bill. But going home was also impractical. I couldn't walk because of the pain. She appealed the plan's decision. She noted that many Advantage Plan members prefer receiving care at home, but some members and their advocates say that option is not always practical or safe. So Maynard, who is 80, a retired school cafeteria employee. Oh, she was a lunch lady. She was in a nursing home recovering from a hip replacement in December. I think we already went through that. And uh, her insurance company, United Healthcare, notified her of ending coverage. Um, so skipping ahead, here's what she did. She appealed, and the company reversed its decision. Randy and I have had that experience. We've read those articles uh, in the past. So the patient appealed the decision. The company reversed its decision, but a few days later, she received another notice saying that the plan had decided to stop paying for her nursing home care, again, over the objections of her medical team. That cycle continued 10 more times. That means that the, uh, the company said they weren't going to pay. She appealed. The company reneged and said, okay, we will pay. And then a few days later, they said, nope, we're not going to pay. 
10 times, actually probably a total of 11 times. Her repeated appeals are part of the usual Medicare appeals process. When a request to the Advantage plan is not successful, members can appeal to an independent quality improvement organization, or QIO, that handles Medicare complaints. If an enrollee receives a favorable decision from the QIO, the plan is required to continue to pay for the nursing home stay until the plan or the facility decides that the member patient no longer needs it. So here's the deal. Because that creates a difficult situation where a patient in a nursing home has to appeal their own plan, an advocacy group, the centers, the Center for Medicare Advocacy, created a form to help Medicare Advantage members file a grievance with their plan to make it easier to file this grievance. And if you have to do it 11 times in a row like this other woman did, you can just keep using the form, starting a new grievance with the plan. When United Healthcare decided it wouldn't pay for an additional five days in the nursing home for somebody, she stayed at the facility and appealed. When she returned to her apartment, the facility billed her nearly $2,500 for that period. After she made repeated appeals, her insurance company reversed its decision and paid for her entire stay. Her family remains mystified by the mother's ordeal. How can her insurance company deny coverage recommended by her medical care team? They're the experts. They deal with people like my mother every day. So uh, the link to get that form, that appeal form, is very long and complicated. What you want to do is go to the website of the Center for Medicare Advocacy. If you want one of these forms, you should be able to find the link to download the form and instructions on their website. So that would be my suggestion for those of you that are concerned about having problems about your Medicare Advantage plan, uh, cutting off your treatment before you've been uh, completely fixed. Randy, you were nodding your head the whole damn time. We've uh, had many episodes where we've uh, had to learn about the fraudulent, sometimes fraudulent activity of Medicare Advantage plans, but often disappointing uh, you know, making their clients unhappy. That seems counterproductive to me, but it seems to be happening with some regularity. So I, I've got a couple observations I'd like to make, Doug. The first one Please was, do. I know why the, I know why they call them managed care plans. Oh, boy. <laughs> do I hear a nasty poo-poo word coming? We will manage oh, yeah. to refuse you care. Yeah, that's what it is. And... and Oh, so which would you rather have? Some, you know, 22-year-old person just out of college managing your health care or a doctor that has been through many, many years of training and experience? I think I would take the doctor hands well, down. Well, let me play devil's advocate here. What if instead of um, a, a kid fresh out of college, wet behind the ears, what if it's a seasoned, experienced, and wise and compassionate accountant would you like that oh, person managing no. your care oh hell oh hell no <laughs> okay that's, that's like that's like having the uh, fox watch the chicken coop yeah yeah with a key you give them a key to the door of the yeah chicken ab- coop. absolutely different people have different focus that they need to take and they don't necessarily belong in every situation well it's just uh, disappointing to read about more unhappy people that have Medicare Advantage plans, starting with Mary's friend 
uh, the other day and uh, concluding with all of these people sent to nursing homes after surgery and the insurance companies throwing them out on the street. Well, you know, it's it's just ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. You know, I, I'm sure that if Joe Namath would have known that, he wouldn't have done a damn thing. Yeah, well, I th- I'm not sure. It <laughs> depends on how big the check is that they handed to him well, after he finished his there, work. There is that. You know, I don't think Joe wants to know that they're throwing 80-year-old women out on the street after their surgery, which they haven't fully recovered from. Right, right. But uh, Joe isn't privy to that sort of thing. It's a matter of uh, sales. They just want to sell product. They don't care what happens after the sale. True. Very true. Well, you know, we have uh, the chickens. Chickens. The crickets have chirped. (laughs) I haven't had enough coffee today, Doug. Help me. Help me. Do do chickens chirp, too? Maybe that's what happened. Well, they cluck. Okay. They cluck. They don't chirp. But anyway... We need to sign off today because we've just spent our time. We've uh, run out of gas. We're out of steam and the wood is running low. So bottom line, thank you all for joining us. We certainly appreciate it. You could have been a number of different places today and you weren't. You were here with us spending some time listening to the Medicare for the Lazy Man podcast. And I've got a cup. Did we talk about the stuff that we need to talk about? Did you cover the uh, you know the DBJ at MLM mailbag email address? Didn't, didn't cover any of that. And I don't want to get yelled at by Margaret. So let's not forget to ask people to uh, review okay. the podcast if you liked it. If you didn't like yes. it, then, uh, you know, please don't review. But if you'd like to uh, encourage others to find the podcast, please give us a nice review on whatever medium you're listening to us on yeah yeah so anyway yeah absolutely let's do that send doug some email it, it keeps him happy at gbj at mlmmailbag.com one thing we don't mention a lot and i thought it would be a good a good time to do it is the actual address for your website is medicare for the lazy Right. I mean, go uh, there, go I'm there, proud check of that. it out. I'm proud of that website, and Randy and, and Margaret are helping to uh, make some tweaks to it to make it more user-friendly and more appealing. But in the meantime, you can do two important things on that website. You can order the book from Amazon.com. Just go to the website. There's a picture of the book. Click on that, and it takes you right to the sales page on Amazon. And you can also fill out a very short questionnaire, have it sent to me very securely, and get a quote for what Medicare supplement plans would cost you in your area. So those are two important things. Absolutely. So you have just spent about 32 and a half minutes with Doug Jones, the anti-insurance insurance guy, originally from Oklahoma, but now residing in Cave Creek, Arizona, in his fortress of solitude at about 36,000 feet. Oh, God. No wonder I want to go to sleep. Oh, Lord, save me, save me. Help me, help me. So you guys that are listening today, thanks. We've got some topics I'm going to bring up next time, so don't miss it. We're going to talk about three things that I think you would be very anxious to hear. One is interesting topics, interesting information about Gene Autry, and interesting information about Babe Ruth. Looking forward to that. Bye-bye, everyone.